Um, so I get to call up uh, someone that I love, uh, Misha Quazada. And um, Misha is um, one of our wildfire leaders. And then a few months back, we um, God really impressed on our hearts to invite her to be one of our overseers as well. So um, here is Misha. She has a heart of gold, and she's going to share for a little bit. Yeah. It's funny because um, I've been part of Blazing Fire since I was 16, so that was nine years ago. And originally, um, my mom was coming here at the time, and I was kind of not used to the Holy Spirit thing or anything. And um, she, I was really good at knowing Jesus as a friend, and I was good at trying to make God the Father happy, and I didn't know Holy Spirit existed. And then she told me that she came to this church called Blazing Fire and that there was a cute guy that had prayed for her and that I should go and possibly meet my future husband. And so I showed up and yeah, Lord. But it's interesting because I came looking for, you know, a husband at 16 And instead, I really found a family, um, and I found people who have been in my life for a long time now, and I love them so much. And so it's interesting how God can use anything and anyone to get you where you need to go. So never doubt him. I've come up here a few times, and every time the verse that God really puts on my heart is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And for me, that verse has been a life verse. That's something in every major part of my life, that's the verse that comes up over and over again. And, you know, hearing, like, God has a plan for me. And I'm walking in it, and I can move forward in that. And that's been my focus. And then God started revealing more to me this month. Um, We just got back from Lord's Land, which was amazing. We went with our youth kids and all my little youth babies who I love. And we do this time where um, we get to go off and have time with God. And... Karina had mentioned it last time, and I'm similar to her in that I'm always, like, really great at encouraging the kids, like, it's going to be amazing, and God's going to show up, and then as soon as they leave, I'm like, I am scared to death, like, I don't want to do this, I want to sleep, like, what if nothing happens, and this time around, God had told me, um, I kind of saw this image of what I wanted to be staring at, and so it was these trees overlooking kind of the whole camp, and I knew I could see it from our balcony, um, at the cabin, and so I got all ready to go, and I have my stuff, and I'm walking over there, and someone already took the spot, and I was like, God, like, that's my spot. You showed it to me. Like, I've been seeing it for three days. Like, this was the plan, and now it's not there, and so I started frustratingly walking, and like, God, now what? Like, I had a plan, you had a plan, you told me the plan, the plan didn't happen, 
So I start walking, and I find this field, and I sit down, and I keep seeing this pathway in front of me that's covered in trees. And I feel like God's saying to go there. But I found a field, so I was like, well, I'm happy here. It's all good. And God's like, um, if you want to go deeper in me, sometimes you have to get off the normal path and go to where it doesn't make sense. And so I start walking, and I get to this stump in the middle of nowhere, and it's gorgeous, so I sit down there for a minute, and next thing I know, I'm surrounded by mosquitoes. And I'm like, God, come on, like, I'm trying here, like, I'm really, really, really trying, like, I thought you said, and he's like, are you willing to go deeper? And I'm like, fine, like, here we go, and so I get up, and I start moving, and it's beautiful here, and so I start kind of drinking in the beauty, and I get to the next place, but it just doesn't feel right. And in the back of my head, I keep seeing that image. And it starts to be this place of, like, am I going to settle? Or am I going to keep going? And so I just keep going, keep going, keep going. And I end up back at the cabin, and I'm like, okay, okay, now it's time. Like, the person's probably gone. Like, I'll go back to that balcony, and it'll be there. So I get back, and still there. I'm like, okay. God, I can find you anywhere. Um you know, what's next? I'm back to where I started again. And suddenly I look over and I see this giant sign and it says the garden. And to me, God, when I was little, I used to go to gardens all the time. Like that was my secret place with him. When I would, I would have dreams at five years old and see this garden where he would have the little animals come. And I always felt really close to him. And so I walk in and it's just covered in flowers, which I love. I love flowers so much. And So I'm walking in, I open this little gate that I had never seen before, because I mainly stay in the cabin with the kids, Um, and I'm walking, and I'm just surrounded by beauty, and something in my spirit is like, I'm so close, I'm so close, and so I walk around, and suddenly there's this adorable little bench in this little gazebo-looking thing covered in vines, and I sit down on the bench, and I look out, and there's the view the exact view that I had seen the whole time. And I was like, God, like, and, but I was enclosed and it's covered in vines. So I felt completely alone and it was like the perfect secret place. And if I would have just sat on that balcony where I thought I wouldn't have found it because I, I didn't visit anywhere else on the grounds. And so I sat there and like, he just started doing this inner healing in me of seeing how, Um, A few years ago, I had really set my heart um, into something, thinking that that's what God had for me. And, you know, I thought all the promises were going to be answered because of this one individual. And I was ready to give my whole heart, my whole life, like, believing it was God. And it hadn't worked out. And I was so confused and really hurt and devastated and went into this panic of, I heard God wrong. And God has the plans for me. And so either I messed up the plans or someone else messed up the plans or what scared me the most is I never heard the plan to begin with. And as soon as I believed that lie, it got bigger and bigger and bigger and went into Do I even hear God's voice? Do I even see who he is? Like, I can see him for other people. Like, I know that's something that God has put in me. Like, I can look at people and see their hearts and see their destinies. But when I look into myself, 
I just don't believe it sometimes. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching him hold my heart, and he's like, he goes back to that same verse. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. And then I go to 1 John 4.18 and read, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And I was reading that, I'm like, God, I thought I was being punished. Like, I thought, you know, I'm looking for the God who's the judging God, who's sitting there saying, you did wrong, you did wrong, you did wrong. And really, God's like, no, like, I have something for you. Like, the things that you saw in that promise are still there for you. Like, that heart that you felt is still there. Like, the love that you were willing to give, that still exists. And the love that you felt in return, that still exists. And the family and the promises, that's never changed. And so I had to sit there and give him my vision and my dreams and my heart and be like, God, I'm going to choose you instead. Like, your promises are still there. I might not be able to see it right now in this moment, but I know that I know that I know that this heart is for you and that you have a purpose for this heart and that what you have in store is real and those things that I've dreamed about for years is real. And just because I don't have that face or that image that I can look at now saying this is exactly how it looks and, you know, I had my plan, like... (laughs) 21, get married, 23, have a kid, 25, have a kid, 27, have a kid, and then be done. Like, that was my plan. And now I'm 25, and I'm like, hmm, I skipped over, like, three stages there. But God's like, no, like, I never put an age on it. I never put a date on it. And I look through the years that I've had since I was 20 to 25, five years, and I am not the person I was back then. And I know God so much more real now than I did, and I see the vision that I had, and it's grown, and so in that moment, it was like, God, I'm going to give you this, like, whatever you want, that's what I want, and so um, last Sunday, I was sitting um, at a service at a different church, and they were saying to come up if you um, needed prayer for loss of vision. And I thought, you know, I have vision. Like, I know I want kids, and I know I want to foster, and I know parts of my heart. I was like, but there's something missing. And so I went up, and I got prayer, and I was expecting, I was freaking out. I don't know if you've ever been in that place where you're like, you know, the lights are hitting. Like, I'm not supposed to be standing here. Like, this isn't for me. And then the pastor's coming closer, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what if something comes up? And then stuff starts coming up, and then freaking out. But I see God hand me um, the rose from Beauty and the Beast, and it's just covered in this, you know, covering. And God's saying, like, you know, the petals that are coming down is what you're willing to lay down, but in the end, she gets the full rose again. And he gives me that. I'm like, okay, like, okay, I can do this. And so he comes to pray and I'm picturing that God's going to give me another rose for some reason. And so I sit there and I close my eyes and I just start bawling because years ago, um, from the time I was 16, I've seen, um, because of, you know, my heart for being a mom, God has always 
when I've been in deep places of prayer, like I've seen this almost a baby inside of me, the supernatural, spiritual, like representing my dreams and my vision. And I've always, if like someone's praying for me, I'll feel almost my stomach kick as like a little reminder from God of like what I'm carrying and that, you know, it's growing inside of me and coming to life and stuff. And about two years ago, I hit this really hard place and I started having these really weird dreams that that supernatural baby inside of me had died. And it was right around the time that I was like, God, I give up on this vision. Like, I can't keep fighting for something that's not there. And to have that, you know, image in my head just freaked me out. And I could never get back to that. And I was like, God, what is going on? And so I'm standing there waiting to receive prayer. And suddenly... I see God placing this baby right back into me and him saying, like, I've been holding it all along and that those dreams and those visions, that they were still growing, but that they were safe in his arm because he knew I was in a place where I wasn't able to carry it in the healthiest way. And it's like those, you know, couple of months that I hit some of my roughest parts and, you know, I kept thinking in the back of my head, like, what if God's mad at me for that? You know, like those mistakes those whatever and God was like no like I kept it safe and it's still yours you know and so I felt it inside of me and I saw it and I was like wow God like you love us that much and it wasn't until I was willing to give him the things that I had held on to that he put back the exact same thing that I was willing to let go and It's like he keeps showing me this image of a tree. (laughs) And, you know, the verse that comes to mind is, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. John 15, verse 1, or no, 15, verse 5. And I look at it and I'm like, God, branches don't have to sit there and try. You know, they don't have to sit there and be like, I'm going to produce an apple. Like, I know I'm an apple tree, but I have to work hard. And no, you just have to stay connected to him. And it doesn't do anything to try to produce, force anything, or to think, like, to put God in this box of this is exactly how it's going to look. Because the second you're willing to break open that box, God's going to just explode your dreams and breathe life on it. And there might be times where... You know, you're like Joseph in a pit who's like, uh, no one's bowing down to me right now. Like, I'm as low as I can get. But God's dreams are still there, and his promises are still there. And I just... I just see something over his heart right now that I feel like people have been in a really dry place um, or feeling like ready to give up or feeling ashamed and hurt that they already, you know, gave up on their dreams. And I feel like God's saying that it's not too late and that he's doing work even in the years or in the months or in the days that are going to count. You know, he's not, he's too powerful to say, well, I messed up more than he can fix. Like, And his love is so overwhelming. And yeah, I just, 
Can I pray over y'all? <laughs> Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you just breathe into our spirits, God, that you just awaken those gardens inside of us. God, that you just breathe on our dreams, God. Just show us what is yours, God. Show us your word. Show us your promises, God. God, just ignite that trust in you, God. God, we want more of you. We want more of your dreams, and we just open up the doors to our heart, God. Thank you for being safe. God, thank you. It was interesting when Karina was talking a few minutes ago because I felt this hunger inside of me of, like, the nation is desperate for God. Like, the other nations are desperate for God. Like, people are trying to fill in these spots or or these voids that they feel. And I know I do that, too. I go running to things, and I'm like, God, I'm so desperate for something, and if I don't you know, see this immediate feeling, I'll go running for other things, and it's like, it just, lately, I'm just like, oh, I just want, like, you see the movies that are out, and people are so desperate for love, and I feel like God's saying, like, I'm going to fill those spots, I want to fill those spots, I can fill those spots, I'm the only thing that's going to last, and it can be really scary at times, because, I know for me, I get to this place of, I'm like, God, what if you don't show up? What if I let these walls down and you're not there? What if I'm left in this garden feeling by myself? And God's like, I'm right there. Like, you might not see me if you're looking this way, because I'm literally standing right here, reaching for your hand, and all you have to do is turn. And... He's the safest spirit person being God. He is there, and he is calling to you. He's calling you back with him. I think even during worship today, people were feeling that. And I think there's people in this room right now that are feeling that pull. And I just hear him saying that he's safe. And that he's not the experiences that you've had with other people. And that he's not going to let you down. Because he has your best interest in heart. Because he's the one who created it. So if you guys wouldn't mind, just close your eyes. And just ask him, Jesus, if you're ready. If you're ready to let him in, just say, Jesus, I invite you right now. God, come past these walls. Ignite my heart. I turn my gaze to you.
You can even ask him, God, what do you have for me? What do you have for my heart? time you're in that place where you're like, God, where are you? Just know you can go right to that garden. That that door is always open. And that he's ready to meet you anytime, any day. We're going to keep going deeper, actually, and uh, <clears throat> you'd never believe this if I told you, well, you would, but um, that that we didn't coordinate this whatsoever. I just I just got an urging from the Lord a few days ago to call Misha and see if she had something to share, and she did. And um, so this is going to be part two of what you just heard, because it's <laughs> absolutely along the same lines. And at the end, I would love, Misha, if you'd come back up, because I... Cause, because I think um, through the Lord through Misha was was starting to offer something and draw you in. I want to just kind of continue in that in that same vein, and then um, uh, ha- I'm going to have Eric in a little bit. I think come back up and, and do some soaking worship, and we're just going to pray. And so, if you join me back up, and that way, if God puts more things on your heart to pray, you can do that. But. Um, so this is this is uh, what I wanted to share about tonight: the road to relief, or or the path. Amisha's talking all about the path. Um, what to do when you're feeling overwhelmed, or when you're feeling discouraged, or when you're feeling um, disappointed, uh, stressed out. You know, you could add a lot of things there. But um, I just want to share that um, I don't. Sometimes we think it's it's you're more spiritual if you don't go through those things, and um, that's just not so. Um, and sometimes we think that if we've had a, a a a very real encounter with God in a certain area, that we should never have to go back there again in discouragement. That's not true either. Uh, you can see it in Scripture. You know, you look at I don't know, look at Moses. 
You know, he sees the sea open up before him. God spares them, right? Amazing miracle. And yet, man, did he get discouraged later on and wonder where God was at times and all the rest. One who saw the miracles. So it's part of our journey. It is. When earlier, I don't remember exactly the, the lyrics, Eric, that you were singing earlier, but something about the highs and the lows, and it's all God. You know, it's all... He, it's all part of his story. It's all, he gets the glory out of all of it. It just doesn't feel like it. When we're in those spots of, of discouragement or disillusionment. Um, and, and, and these past few weeks, it's interesting that um, Karina shared earlier similarly. Um, these past few weeks have been, have been some hard ones, harder ones for me. Uh, many of you know last week we went, we, went, uh, we had a, a family reunion my family, and uh, most of you in this room know my sister Carlin uh, went to be with Jesus about three months ago, Um, lost a a battle with cancer, except that cancer didn't win. Jesus just took her to a place where cancer can't touch her anymore. Um, And uh, this was, it was hard. It was hard, it was hard to get there even, because... um, we knew there was going to be a big hole when we arrived. Our family for the last 21 years has gotten together, all of us, in one house. And we actually like each other. I mean, we have our moments, don't get me wrong, but we really like each other. We, we, this is, it's special, very, very special. And, um, and so getting there, just knowing she wasn't going to be there, that was hard. We had a memorial service for her. It was beautiful and very hard. And I, you know, I did my mom's memorial service. I did my dad's memorial service. It wasn't. It wasn't that hard. Like, I could do that. This one was different. Like, I, I, you know, I started crying at the beginning so much as I was starting the service. I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to finish this thing. Luckily, Clint, who many of you know, plays up here sometimes. Um, my nephew, he took over leading worship, which gave me about 15, 20 minutes to compose myself. And the Lord graciously did that so I could go on. Um, and so while it was beautiful and we had some engagements later on in the week of, you know, a couple of our, a couple of my a niece and a nephew both got engaged, uh, Clint being one of them, by the way. Um, so that was all wonderful. You know, good things happen. Life keeps going on. God is good. And it doesn't take away, you know, the hurt and, and the sadness at times. You know, so <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Um, just feeling, just feeling some of that, that, and, and I was, I processed with you, you know, three months ago, just cause we're, we said we're going to be open here and honest and that's, that's what we know to do. And, uh, so I processed with you at the time, the things that God was showing me and, and, um, and it was good. You know, he was sharing his heart with me and helping me through the pain. So, you know, here it is three months later and then revisiting it again, and that's going to happen. Um, you know, God can be, he is so real for us. Um, and and therefore, it feels like us at times, like why should we re- be revisiting something he already, you know, walked us through. But there's just other layers and there's different, you know, points that he's going to take us through. And at the same time, something else was going through in the last couple of weeks. And I, I, this, you know, many times when we go through feeling overwhelmed or discouraged, a lot of times it's it's tied in with circumstances, right? But but not always. Meaning sometimes we don't even know why. 
You know, there's just stuff, spiritual warfare, whatever. Sometimes this, the, the circumstances can be the same, but you're not coping with them the same. And um, so the last few weeks, you know, I, I was processing probably not so well just some of our, our, our uh, journey of finding this place that's represented by this little house right here. I'm going to put it up here so you all can see it. And um, I go through different you know, phases with the Lord about that. And, uh, but in the last few weeks, I was just, uh, even though I'd explained to you all some things a few weeks ago that really encouraged my heart, just went through this place of discouragement again. Like, I don't see it, God. Similar to what Misha was saying. I, you've given us dreams, but I don't see it. I don't know how we're going to get there in the natural. And um, I'm sharing all this because I, I'm, a, I'm one of the, <laughs> it's going to sound so humble here. I'm one of the most positive guys I know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Meaning I don't I don't see the glasses half full. I see it as full and overflowing most of the time. It takes a lot to get me down. But I was, you know, experiencing some discouragement so much so that my poor elder team had to, you know, we had a meeting Wednesday and there were things that I did and said that weren't really very me. Um, so I could spread the discouragement, which was kind of nice, you know? <laughs> it's, it's not like I was mean to them. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not that way. But, but just not my typical self. And, and, and I don't know if you ever feel this where you know you can, you're almost a third person. You can see yourself doing this and going, this isn't me, but I don't know how to kind of break out of this. Um, so... What is, what's the road? And uh, this week, um, I'm actually much more encouraged, even though I'm on the verge of tears right now, but I'm actually much more encouraged right now. And it has, it has everything to do with, get this, it has everything to do with the Lord. Um, and going back, to the only, going back to the only one who can bring us out of any of this. Tonight, when Eric was singing these songs, I, I, towards the end, I thought, wow, what a breakthrough. We had so much truth spoken at us that I mean I don't care what you came in here with you had to try really hard not to not to stay discouraged tonight um but what do you do that's that's a Saturday and I've heard even people tell me man Brent you have no idea I live for Saturdays just the spirits here you know good things always happen that's awesome what do you do the other six days of the week you know or do you just wait really hard for the next Saturday I'm telling you, the Lord doesn't want us to wait for Saturday nights, although I love that he always shows up and does amazing things here. So this week, I, I, got, I did what I often do, especially when you know, I come to my senses, which is I, um, I, I have uh, a love for music and worship, and so, so I, that's, that's my go-to most of the time. And, and so I just sat down at the keyboard, and I, and I opened up the Psalms, not to anyone in particular. I don't know if you ever do this, where you just open it up and say, Lord, what do you have? Only, only I was singing it. I was singing the Psalms. And uh, what I do is I just get in a really simple chord progression for you musicians out there so that I don't have to think about it too much, like three chords. And then I can just sit and sing as long as I want. And whenever I do that, it just, uh, things start, the God starts speaking to me and this is, I want to share some of it with you because it, it really impacted me. The first one I got to was Psalm 142, um, verses 2 and 3. 
I pour out my worry in God's presence. I pour out my worry. And you, you might be thinking, well, doesn't the Bible say don't worry about anything? You know, it's funny. We get that re- religious thing that says, well, we've got to have our acts together and we can't, you know, so I can't worry because God said I can't. Well, that's, that's all well and good, but what do you do with it when you are worrying because it's real, you know? So why don't you just be real? In fact, that could, that could be my title tonight is be real. Just be real because that's where you encounter him. Uh, our walls, which we were praying to take them down tonight, those walls are like, well, I can't be real. I can't be real with you. I can't be real with God because I'm supposed to have my act together. That's just not going to work. I mean, plain and simple. Don't, don't do that. Let the, taking your walls down says, God, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I'm a mess right now. So take it into his presence. In his presence, I unfold my trouble. <laughs> However faint my spirit you are watching over my path. There you go again. You can talk about that path a lot tonight. However faint my spirit. Somehow we think that if we don't, if we're not feeling it, if we don't got that, you know, wahoo thing going and I know every, God's good and I know it, we're thinking that that's going to somehow alter our path and we're going we're gonna to really mess things up. You know, you know what's... <laughs> What's going to change that is if you if you get real with God and you just tell him what a mess you're feeling like, that's where he meets you. He's watching over our path. Now check out this next one. This next one just gripped me. So I'm sitting there singing, right, singing at the keyboard, and then comes this one, Psalm 143, verse 8. God, let the dawn bring news of your faithful love. For I place my trust in you. Show me the road I must travel. Now you have to understand, when I, when I was singing this, I did not even read the next line yet. I was singing this, and I'm like, oh God, yes. News of your love this morning. Yes, God, show me the road. Show me the path. How often do we say that? You know, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. And we're saying, God, yes, what are those plans? Let me see. So I'm singing this line over and over, and it's going deep, and it's going deep. And then I read the next line. For you to relieve my heart. And it just, it gripped me, because here I was with my heart that that was feeling, you know, broken and, and uh, you know, vulnerable and shattered and less than in the moment. And, and uh he says, I mean, the, the prayer is, show me the road I must travel. We, when we think of that, we're thinking, which path am I to take? Which circumstance is it? Lord, do I take this class or that one? Do I, is this the right person or is it that one? Whatever, that's what we usually think of as the road most traveled. You know, show me the path for you to relieve my heart. Oh, that changes the whole thing. It's no longer about path A or path B like we usually think it means. It's this way. God, do something in here because whenever I'm anxious, something's not lining up with who you are. What's in my heart that you need to touch? What's going on this way, God? When, I, when my life is feeling like it's unraveling, let me tell you, sir, there's always going to be circumstances that are going to make you feel like your life is unraveling. If you don't got a clear picture of who the Lord is and who he says you are, it's, it's going to feel like it's unraveling. If it does, 
hey, be real. Go to God and tell him so. God, this is a mess. I don't like this. I need to know where you are in this because I'm not feeling it right now. And God, what's the road I must travel for you to relieve my heart of this, of this anxiousness, of this, you know, of what's going on inside here, the fear, the, I mean, fill in the blank. You know, what's going on, God? What's going on? And we're going to do that in just a minute. I got, I got one more psalm that I'm going to share with you. And then we're going to do this. Because honestly, I could, we could just talk about it all night. <laughs> or we could do this. So we're going to do it. We're going to go there. So, oh, but I got a quote from an amazing, just an amazing uh, Christian, you know, speaker. She's awesome. I think you might know her. Her name's Karina Lout. Check this out. In her newsletter, she said this, this last week. Jesus wants to meet us in the valley of our own hearts. Sometimes it's easier to meet Jesus up on the mountain when we're feeling on top of the world, so to speak. But it's often more difficult to invite Jesus to be with us in the valley. To believe that he would be willing to get low in order to empathize with our hearts. I found... That as Jesus meets me and brings healing to my heart, these low places soon become high places because connection is what we're all longing for. See, the biggest lie in our downtimes is that we're alone. That's the, that's the worst temptation right there. The enemy throws in front of us. You're alone. If you had your act together, maybe God would want to be with you. What a lie. What a, what a crock. He, he is so in love with you. He wants to be with you through it all, especially in the down times. I mean, he loves you in the up times too, don't get me wrong, but in the down times, just like Misha just said, that's when he's carrying your dreams inside of him. He's like, I got you. You're not feeling it right now, but tell you what, I'll just carry it for you for a while because I'm with you. So I want to end, end with this. This is a, a psalm. Psalm 73, verses 21 to 25. You're like, what is an elephant doing in a psalm? <laughs> so the next several slides are going to be these four verses, okay? Psalm 73, verses 21 to 25. This psalm has, been, has gripped me for a while now, the last half a year or something. But it's David being David. Now, remember, this is the same guy uh, Eric just mentioned earlier, you know, the one that slayed the bear and the lion, and later on, Goliath. Come on. He has, he has been in the heights. He has seen God. He knows God's real. He knows God's for him. And he writes really real poems and says, God, I don't know where you are. God, what happened? God, don't leave me. It's not like any of those things are a possibility. Do you understand that? Do you understand God can't leave David? you understand that? But that's where his heart's at. So he just puts it out there. He's doing the very thing we just said has to happen. So here he is in verse 21. We'll skip, we'll skip the first 20 verses. But this is where he says, My heart grew embittered. My affections dried up. I was stupid and uncomprehending. A clumsy animal in your presence. Check out this guy. Poor guy. 
Aww. <laughs> Anybody ever feel like that sometimes? <laughs> Wait, I can't do two hands because I got the microphone. Oh my goodness. David's like, you ever feel, this is how I'm feeling, God. I'm feeling like that elephant you know i'm trying to move along and i'm keep slipping i'm in the mud and it doesn't feel good (sighs) so david paints this picture and then check this out even so i stayed in your presence can you say that with me even so i stayed in your presence Let me tell you, stuff is going to happen. <laughs> and it's all part of a journey. It's part of a plan to grow us up. It is. But it doesn't feel like it while it's happening. But if, I mean, that verse, if we could just live that verse, even so, God, I'm going to stay in your presence. There is no other option, right? What other option is there? In fact, Suzanne and I were, were greatly encouraged. We met with a few other pastors earlier this week. It was such an encouraging time. Sometimes when you're discouraged, you just need to see what God's doing in other people around you because that's like proof to you. Even though I don't feel like it's happening this way, I can see it there, 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 there. So I know God's alive and I know he's moving. But we were there. We were so encouraged. And it's like we were kind of signing up all over again. God, we're yes, we're, we're not going anywhere. We're still going to keep going. Now, let me tell you something. It's not like we were really going to quit. <laughs> we can't. Where, where, would, where would we go, Lord? To whom would we turn? You have the words of life. But it's funny. He just gets you in those moments, you know, where he brings the encouragement back, where you kind of re-up again. Not like you had an option, but it's just healthy to do it. <laughs> Even so, I stayed in your presence. You grasped me by the right hand. You, God. See, this is all him. We're staying in his presence, meaning, God, I'm going to bring all my junk to you because there's nowhere else to put it. So we're going with you. And in that place, he grabs you. You will guide me with advice, and you will draw me in the wake of your glory. So that picture there is a wake. That's the, that's the you know, a boat moving and leaving this wake behind it. Things get sucked into wakes. You know, like airplanes, there's a wake. Like you shouldn't get right behind an airplane when it's going that way, like a jet. Mm -mm. You don't want to be in that airflow. Why? Everything gets sucked in with it, right? That's an airplane. How about Yahweh? Can you imagine the wake of his glory? And there you are. You're like, whoa, I'm on his coattails. I'm going that way with him. Still two more verses in this same psalm. Who else is there for me in heaven? And with you, I lack nothing on earth. (laughs) You ever notice the word just preaches itself? (laughs) 
who else is there for me in heaven, Lord? There's, there's nowhere else to turn. And with you, I lack nothing on earth. I'm telling you, this, this is the lie of the, another lie of the enemy that has not changed since, since Adam and Eve. His lie to Adam and Eve was, God didn't give you everything you need. You're missing something. It's the same lie today. You have everything. I have everything. We are blessed beyond measure. All of heaven is our, is our resource. All his inheritance, everything that belonged to Jesus, he has transferred to us. That's in the scriptures. So, so why do we feel like we lack? Well, that's, that's, that's the growth we're in. Because there are times where the truth doesn't seem like the truth and lies do seem like the truth. What do we do with those? We take them back to the, the source. Take them back to the king. God, is this true? I feel like I'm lacking, like I don't have, like you don't want to bless me today. Is that true? God, what's going on in my heart where I, where I am disconnecting with what truth is? But again, it's not, it's, this is not an intellectual exercise primarily. When we make it that, when we say, well, if I just memorize more scriptures, and memorization is great, because that helps us pull things, but, but intellectual alone isn't going to do it. That's why I'm saying, that's why the psalm said, God, what's the path I must take for you to relieve my heart? See, that's not a mind exercise. That's opening up this and saying, God, something is not right. Help me. Help me with this. And here's the last verse. My heart and my flesh are pining away. My heart's rock. My portion. God. Forever. Our hearts are pining away. We are hungry. There's, there's um, some who teach that, you know, we really shouldn't be hungry because we have everything. I agree we have everything. Jesus said, blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be filled. In other words, we're not hungering because, we, because it doesn't exist or we don't have it in us. We're hungering because we're not fully engaged with what's ours yet. And that brings us back to a place of hunger. Because without that, I'll tell you the opposite, in my opinion, of hunger is complacency which then starts leading into, Misha just said it, into if you're not going to find the real thing, you're going to go find something somewhere else to fill it. We all will. Because there's that hunger in us for the, for the intimacy, for the love, for the real thing, the longing for it. And if we don't find the real thing, we'll go look for substitutes. We just will. So that's why I, it, it's good. It's good to say, God, I, I need you. I'm hungry for you. I want more. I need to connect with you more. God, is there anything in my heart that's in the way? Eric, come on up. Is, we're, we're there. Come on up. We're at that place. We. Whew. I'm not even sure exactly what this is going to look like, except I'm going to pray. And uh, Eric, I'd love for you just to, you know, play and sing over us. And we'll just kind of go back and forth and. Me sure some of the others can come up too. 
Awesome. All right. So God, I just want to thank you that you're, you are touching our hearts deeply tonight. I, I am so feeling the tenderness of your heart towards, towards each one of us as a precious son and daughter to you. Lord, you're, you're not disappointed with us, even in, in the times when we're disappointed in ourselves or we're shocked with ourselves, like, gosh, how can I struggle with that again? How can I feel those things again? God, you're not shocked. You just want in. You just want permission to take the walls down and bring us in deeper. And, and the truth is, God, we are we're hungry for more of you. We need, we need more encounters. We We need the experiences of affection from you. We need them, God. We really do. Oh, Lord. Would you just, would you capture our hearts all over again? That was your invitation, Jesus, in Revelation was was that we would come back to our first love. Because the truth is, God, our hearts wonder. And we start listening to the truths and they start sounding like, I'm sorry, we start listening to the lies and they start sounding like truth when they aren't. And, uh, and so God, would you speak truth over us again tonight? The truth of your heart for us and the truth that you're with us through all of it. And even the times when we feel dried up embittered like a clumsy animal, you are right there with us. You're right here, God. You're right here. You're right here. My heart belongs to you. And I long to be with you more. Before anything I do. I make sure my heart is yours And at the end of the day I pull away from everything And everyone, everyone To run into your arms Set my mind on you alone Praise you as my king, my lord, my all in all focus on my thoughts on you I fix my eyes tending to your presence this is what you want so come live inside
Returning to your presence This is what you love Sooner than sign Oh And you sing Can a mother forget The baby at her breast Or the child that she has born Though she may forget I will not forget you Says the Lord Can a mother forget the baby at her breast or forget the child she is born? Oh, she may forget, I will not forget you, says the Lord. Can you, father, mother, forget your child if they were to starve? It's impossible. So how much more loving is my heart to give you it all? It's impossible for me to watch you fall I couldn't bear it, child I couldn't bear to see you start Cause you're my baby, baby boy Baby, baby girl, you're mine And you were born in the spirit Born in the spirit of life you were born in the spirit Born in the spirit of Christ, child. So come run into my arms, set your mind on me alone. Praise me as your king, my Lord, in all in all. And we'll focus all our thoughts on you. We fix our eyes, tending to your presence. This is what you love when you live inside. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Papa, thank you for your love for us. That you can't leave us, you cannot forsake us. It's not possible. It's just not possible. You've covenanted with us a love that is so deep, that is so secure. And Lord, you know. You know the things we struggle with. You know our emotions that sometimes uh, lead us down wrong paths. And so I'm saying, God, we are saying, Papa, would you, would you show us the path? Would you reveal that path that's going to relieve our hearts? God, show us more of the truth. We're experiencing uh, frustration, discouragement, depression, anxiety. God, something is not right, but we can't see it. There's times we can't see it. So, So here, Lord, here's our heart. Here's our heart. Here's our hearts. God, show us the path to relieve our hearts, God. Jesus, I just need you again. We need you, Jesus. Please come and take me out. What I'm stuck in. Yes, Jesus. You 
for you to clean off and that every time you just wipe away another spot God that the sparkle in your eye never leaves and that before we know it we can laugh too just hear Jesus saying, um, ask me what you need me to be for you. So often we focus on what we need him to do for us. And that's part of the relationship. But he said, I hear him saying, what do you need me to be for you? So just tell him, you know, is it, is it to be a warrior king? Is it to be a, a shepherd who leads you? Is it to be, uh, you know, the, the mother image of God who holds you? What do you need him to be for you? Just tell, tell Jesus, tell him.
Jesus, would you begin to speak your truth now? Speak your truth. Lord, let that wash away the lies that the end. things that are not true, the things that have been pulling us down, the things that don't resemble truth, show us God. In fact, I'm seeing right now, if you feel like there's a, there's a lie that's just kind of, uh, you know, been burrowed inside of you, that you, maybe it's you don't measure up, you, you aren't good enough, you aren't doing enough, I don't know, you're a bad person. Whatever the lies are, some of them are more subtle than others. But if you feel like something's burrowed in, you're stuck. You're, uh, God couldn't love you. I don't know what they are. But would you just, I want you just like to pull those out if you can. I'm seeing, I'm seeing where you're just kind of pulling them right out of, right out of your chest. You're just pulling them out and you're, you're putting them right in front of you and letting the light shine on it. Say, Jesus, shine on this. Tell me what the truth is. Shine on this lie. Show me what it is. For some of you, he might even have you laugh at it because it's ridiculous. For others, he may just take it away. I don't know. Maybe the light's just going to zap it away, but let bring it into the light. If you feel like you're stuck with something with a lie, bring it to Jesus. Say, Jesus, what do you think about this lie? Show me the truth, Jesus. Bring your truth, Jesus. Bring your truth that sets us free. children, the truth is you are mine. You are mine. I know how to take care of the ones who belong to me. I am working all things for your good. Because you love me and you are called according to my purposes.
grace is enough for you. My grace is enough for you. I am victoriously walking you through this. You are going to make it. You will pass through the waters. They will not swallow you up. You will pass through the fires. They will not burn you. My grace, my grace, my grace is carrying you.
you're sitting here right now and you're feeling frustrated or feeling like you're not seeing things exactly like you know the person sitting next to you God says just breathe you're perfect in this moment it doesn't have to look like anybody else and that he wants to encounter you in your own special way so just take a deep breath in and release any anxiety any fear any frustration and just breathe in his presence Feeling so much of the joy of the Lord, so much of His pleasure over each of His, each one of you, each of His kids. And so I'm asking that, Father, I'm asking right now, super supernatural deposit of joy, 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 of joy over every single heart in this room, a joy-filled heart in this room. over you. He's looking on you with joy. With joy in his heart. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. And God, where it's been, uh, you know, I know there are times for weeping and times for sadness. It's good to get it out, but I'm also asking God, bring the laughter. God, let us know the laughter in our hearts. Let us enjoy the moments each day. Let us uh, feel and sense and know your kisses from heaven. Just because, just because we're special to you, that we would know and feel and experience those. spent, I don't know, like 20 to 30 minutes right now doing this. Time time flies when you're having fun. And this is what I want to encourage you. Remember my earlier I said, it's awesome that we have a place like this to come and I love that you're all here and that I love this place. I love being with you. But, but do try this at home. You need to do this at home. And if you're thinking, well, I'm not a musician, I can't do this, I guess what? This is on podcast tonight. So 
this message, Misha's message, mine, and this worship time. Go back. Go back. And listen again. Come dance with me. Come laugh with me. Come claim your seat in the heavenlies. I left the 99 just to make you mine. So watch angels dance. Flap the wings and fly. Come dance with me. Come laugh with me. Come claim your seat in the heavenlies. I left the 99 just to make you mine. So watch angels dance. Flap the wings and fly. Get the drums on, yeah? You guys know this one, I think. <laughs> joy, send your joy, Lord. Here we go, sing. Come dance with me. Come laugh with me. Come claim your seat in heavenlies. I left the 99 just to make you mine. So watch angels dance, flap the wings and fly. So we are not the only ones doing a dance We are not the only ones lifting our hands We are not the only ones bowing down Come and let us join with the angels now We are not the only ones doing a dance We are not the only ones lifting our hands We are not the only ones bowing down Come and let us join with So good.